The views expressed in the podcast you are about to listen to are the opinions of the presenter and the cast. None of us are official representatives of the companies we work for, and we are in no way responsible for what we say. If you are offended or otherwise afflicted by these opinions, please push the unsubscribe button in iTunes and go do something else. This is the Animation Conversation Weekly Podcast for December 16th, 2009, show number 35. My name is Alan Dahl-Saxel. And podcasting from the bowling room of Air Force One, my name is Will Ashurst. And we will be guiding you through the show. So, uh, Will, who the hell are you? Where, where, Where's Morton? Well, <laughs> he's gone up to his cabin with uh, a few boys and a, a bag of beer and some chocolates. Uh, so, uh, he's sitting I'll, in a chair uh, uh, drinking cognac and playing in Xbox uh, I'm, not, I'm not sure about some more than we know he's probably up to something more athletic and uh, yeah. gymnastic type yeah. I, I, <laughs> I see him on uh, MSN all the time he's playing all kinds of games on his Xbox oh I see yeah, right. yeah. Well, so um Let's, uh, yeah, I, I just want to say that you, you're, uh, you're our intern for the day. Great. As long as uh, Morton is gone, hopefully he'll be back uh, later and then you can be the, the, the third person again. But uh, for Great. now, you're, the, you're my co-host. Good. So thank you, thank you for doing that. That's a pleasure. Uh, today on ACP, we, we, we will review the third movie in our Christmas marathon and uh, read some emails from you guys and girls out there. Uh, but first, here's this week's news. Uh, this is a quote from a Disney producer, Peter Del Becco was talking about what's next for the Disney 2D animated department. The idea is to bring out two films, uh, bring out a film every two years. And we all know the next one is the new Winnie the Pooh adaptation. Uh, but after that... I didn't know that. Didn't you? Sorry, I thought it was common knowledge. Maybe I, I did know. So, we talked so that's about plan- it. <laughs> yeah, that's planned for 2011. Oh, okay. So I, I assume it's the same team that did uh, Princess and the Frog. Uh, but there's a quote here from Brendan Connolly, who interviewed uh, Peter Delvecchio, the producer at Disney. Uh, and this is from Slash Film, which I know is Morton's favourite website. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, so he's quoted as saying, so right after The Princess and the Frog, the crew actually first go on to Winnie the Pooh. After that, the next full-length feature is Snow Queen. Our animators are looking forward to getting started on that. And then, of course, Ron Clements and John Musker have another project coming up, which they've asked me to produce, and we're going to development on that one pretty much next spring. So uh, that's great news. That yeah, isn't that sticking. great? Yeah, I think it's amazing. And you've got uh, quite a few 2D films coming out. Uh, there's one in England, which is being produced by Illuminated Films. Which one is that? Uh, uh, it's, it's called The Little... I think it's The Red Turtle. I'm not too sure of the title. But Michael Dudong-DeVitt is animating, directing that. 
who was responsible for father and daughter and the monk and the fish. So that that's going to be an exciting film. I haven't uh, seen either of those. Were they uh, good? Well, Monk and the Fish was Oscar nominated, and Father and Daughter won an Oscar. So oh, they're, okay. so they're fantastic films. Yeah, oh, and, yes, you should see them. Yeah. And they they weren't uh, Oscar nominated for the songs or uh, anything like that. No, they're short. They're, sh- they're short films. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But he's uh, he's uh, he's an amazing animator and, and a great director. So I'm really excited about that one. Yeah, uh, yeah. But this Snow Queen is based on Hans Christian Andersen's uh, tale, which oh. yeah, yeah, which is the struggle between good and evil, as experienced by a little boy, girl, a little boy and a girl, Kaya and Gerda. So it's sort of prime for a Disney film. Yeah. Uh, so I mean, they've already done the Hans Christian adaptation with Little Mermaid, and yeah. Alan Alan Menken is going to be doing the musical as well, and he did the music for. Uh, for the mermaid too and beauty and the beast so yeah it's it's exciting i think it's nice to have this big showy sing and dance films being made sure uh, yeah because you have these films made by you know dreamworks and and uh and pixar who have their own style so it's nice to have a a big full-on musical with great numbers and great characters so yeah and it's hand-drawn yeah exactly yeah yeah uh, I was going to ask you, by the way, uh, Hans Christian Andersen, is he well-known outside of uh, north of Europe? Do you, or is he well-known in, in England? Oh, yeah, he- yeah, yeah. I mean, he's, he's, well, he's really well-known, yeah. Hmm. So, uh, I think, he's, you've heard of him too? He's Danish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. but I, I thought maybe he was just known here in Sweden, D- Denmark, and... In Norway uh, and Finland, or no, you know, and s- slightly well known outside of uh, Europe, no, or outside seems to of be, the Nordic uh, country, countries. No, I mean you've got the you know the toy soldier. You've got lots of stories which yeah. which Disney did on Fantasia two thousand. Yeah, they yeah. Did it, yeah. So uh, I think Disney like him a lot. <laughs> they take a lot of inspiration <laughs> from him. Yeah, that's obvious. Yeah, yeah. Uh, in related uh, news, uh, we read at the animation blog that. Uh, the an, the uh, animation movie movie from uh, Disney, The Princess and the Frog, debuts at number one this week, earning uh, a whopping twenty five million dollars. That's great. That is great. Yeah, yeah. And it'll yeah. be interesting to see what it does next week with the James Cameron film coming out. Mm. The uh, yeah. <laughs> Avatar. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah, or uh, actually, uh, I heard it's, it's a it's a movie about Smurfs. <laughs> yeah. I, I saw an, I saw an episode of uh, South Park, and yeah. uh, <laughs> uh, they uh, they say that uh, the Avatar movie is a parody on or, or is, is, um, is a movie about Smurfs. Oh, it's Gargamel in it. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's pretty funny. Well, I'm, I'm looking I'm looking forward to seeing both of them, but uh, I have my I have my doubts with the you know the the Smurfs film. Yeah. Uh, what, <laughs> What I've seen of it looks like a computer game intro, but uh, I have to. At least I'm going in with low expectations. Yeah, yeah. But uh, I, I'm just thinking this is this is uh, not just interesting and great. This is uh, this is really something that will change the whole business in the in yeah. the years uh, in the next uh, few years or in yeah, well, we, in, a, in we, a long term. 
Yeah, well, we touched upon it, didn't we, with uh, uh, the briefly with uh, the, the Disney slate with producing a two D film every two years. Yeah, um, yeah. But uh, I just hope because recently I've seen in a few years you've had all these independent films getting a lot more coverage. So I, I hopefully they're still s- strong, you know, like Mary and Max. And, yeah. uh, it's not I just, just about the princess and the frog. No, exactly. I think it's about letting every type of animation film come through. And there seems to be a massive, massive market for it now. I hope there is anyway. So yeah. it, it just won't be two types of films. It, it will be uh, a whole mixture of films. Yeah. And speaking of that, uh, uh, Cartoon Brew reports this week that Paul Fierlinger um, uh, finally got a distributor for his movie My Dog Tulip in America. Yeah, yeah. That's that's really great news. It is, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because that, that movie is such a great movie, and I've said this before, but you've got to get go see this once it's uh, out. Yeah, where did you see it? Did Annecy? Yeah, yeah. Oh, it was actually my favorite movie. I was surprised it didn't, yeah. didn't win. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Marion Max was good too, but this was uh, just uh, phenomenal. Great. And uh, I think we're going to review his uh, previous movie. Um, what was it called? The the Dreams uh, uh, Drawn Drawn <laughs> Drawn to Dreams. Uh, I can't remember what it's called. Uh, something like that. Uh, in January or February, some uh, somewhere around. The, the next first. year, yeah. Good. I look forward to that. I haven't seen any of his films. No, he has, hasn't really made that many though. He made yeah. the, the previous one, and then My Dog Tulip, and then he did a lot of shorts, and he worked on a bunch of movies before that. But he's yeah. drawn the whole movie himself, so it's quite an achievement. Yeah, yeah, and he's got a good um, voice cast as well. Big names with yes, Christopher Plummer from Up, isn't there? And, Definitely. Uh, Mm-hmm. Lynn Redgrave and Isabella Rossellini. So uh, yeah, yeah, that's big names. Yeah. So uh, that was this week's news. Um, let's talk about uh, feedback because this week we got a lot of feedback, and uh, there was one comment from our blog from Pat- Patrick uh, McNamara, a friend of the show, that caught my attention. Yeah. Uh, Will, could you uh, do me the favor of reading it uh, up right. aloud? Yes, you're covering Rankin Bass Rudolph, and you haven't heard of their Jack Frost. Admittedly, it's not as well known as Rudolph, but it's worth looking up. The Rankin Bass specials have been mainstays on North American TV. There. It's sort of... Well, we've, we spoke about this before. Um, because we're both from Europe and not North America, mm-hmm. these films aren't so well known to us, so we've had to find them through research and i've heard of jack frost yeah uh, uh but you and morton hadn't seen it so uh, so no a lot of these movies we're watching now before christmas were was uh, movies you've watched but you've been in the business uh quite a few years before me and morton got into it and you watched a few more movies than we have so uh, we're yeah. actually in it in this to learn we're not here to uh, uh be the the source of all uh, you know, information yeah. about uh, animated movies because we don't know that much about animated no, and movies. <laughs> we were we were reviewing the film Rudolph, not the uh, the surroundings of the story. But uh, it's sometimes it's nice to have an understanding of the studio, especially Rankin Bass, because they are well known. As we said, 
Yeah. Wes Anderson loved that look that he wanted it replicated on Fantastic Mr. Fox. So that's a yeah. good point, but uh, <laughs> we, we've explained our actions. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. We're innocent. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So... Uh, uh, that was it on the feedback department. Uh, uh, the department. Uh, yeah. We <laughs> let's move on to uh, this week's uh, classic movie review. This week we uh, uh, saw the third movie in our very special animated Christmas marathon, and the movie was How the Grinch Stole Christmas. Not the one with Jim Carrey, but the one directed by Chuck Jones from 1966. And here's a clip from the movie. Every who down in Whoville liked Christmas a lot. But the Grinch, who lived just north of Whoville, did not. The Grinch hated Christmas the whole Christmas season. Oh, please don't ask why. No one quite knows the reason. It could be perhaps that his shoes were too tight. It could be his head wasn't screwed on just right. But I think that the most likely reason of all may have been that his heart was two sizes too small. But whatever the reason, his heart or his shoes, he stood there on Christmas Eve, hating the Who's, staring down from his cave with a sour, grinchy frown at the warm, lighted windows below in their town. For he knew every who down in Whoville beneath was busy now, hanging a Hollywood wreath. And they're hanging their stockings, he snarled with a sneer. Tomorrow is Christmas. It's practically here. Then he growled with his Grinch fingers, nervously drumming. I must find some way to keep Christmas from coming. This week we watched yet another TV special, How the Grinch Stole Christmas from 1966, written by Dr. Seuss, the infamous, and directed by Chuck Jones, and even co-directed by a guy uh, named Ben Washam. That's right, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, will, will, will you give us a recap of the story? Right, this is based on, obviously, the Dr. Seuss book by... Uh, uh, goes by the same name. Uh, the story is, the Grinch is the crankiest, grumpiest, meanest creature since Mr. Scrooge. He lives in a cave on the side of a mountain overlooking the town of Whoville. Christmas is fast approaching and the noisy holiday preparations, infernal singing of the happy town folk annoy the Grinch no end. He decides his merriment must stop. However, his cunning plan to wipe out Christmas in the Whoville by stealing all their presents backfires and a miserable old Grinch actually discovers that maybe Christmas doesn't come from a store. Maybe Christmas, perhaps, means a little more. And that was from the back of the DVD. <laughs> wow, that's beautiful. Did uh, Dr. Seuss uh, write that too? I don't think so. Probably someone <laughs> called Bob. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he was inspired. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Were you inspired by this movie? Uh, yeah, I was when I yeah when I was studying. I was because again, you don't get a lot of um, as you do nowadays. There's a lot of information on the web, so you had to really find these films. And mm -hmm. uh, I watched a lot of Looney Tunes, but it, you, you start to become aware of the, the Warner Brothers directors like Chuck Jones and Bob Clampett and Fritz Freeling, and you yeah. start to have your favourites. And of course, uh, What's Up Doc was one of my favourites, and. Hmm. Uh, and then my tutor showed me this Grinch. So it's, 
and, and being a fan of the Doctor Zeus books as well, it was it was. Uh, I still remember it this day I saw it. It was it was really uh, like wow, that's great. And, uh, yeah. yeah, so I, I love this film. I think it's really nice. There's some really fun ideas in the film, and and the animation in it is uh, it, it, some of some of its some of its. Uh, you can see that it's. The quality differs a little bit, but uh, yeah, main, it's quite main... a step up from the last movies we've seen. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah, much more, much more skilled and seasoned pros working on it. You can see it. Uh, not yeah. that there wasn't on the other films, but it feels this team worked together a lot, and they yeah. knew each other. So you had Morris Noble with all the layouts and the backgrounds, and uh, animated and then... by the uh, the amazing Ken Harris. Yeah, yeah, and the co-director Ben. Uh, Uh, ben Washam did a lot of the Grinch as well. So, mm-hmm. Yeah, and he was he was from uh, the Chuck Jones team in Warner Brothers. So uh, yeah, and then, yeah. and this an interesting fact that this film was done at MGM after allegedly Chuck Jones was sacked from Warner Brothers. Mm. Uh, so uh, he interesting went over and, piece of information. Yeah, yeah, because he he moonlighted on a project with his wife mm. called uh, the Gay Paris. He wrote this the, the uh, screenplay with his wife, which mm. was then produced by UPA. Uh, but in, this is a story, and he needed distributors, mm-hmm. uh, and then it was picked up by Warner Brothers, of course. So they decided to distribute it, and then they saw Chuck Jones's name on the credits. So ah. that broke his agreement with Warner Brothers. So mm-hmm. then, uh, so then he left and set up his own company, uh, which was then bought by MGM Studios. So they did a lot of Tom and Jerry cartoons at first, and, uh, mm. and this was their Christmas special they did. Did and, you look uh, for any uh, any grudge against uh, against uh, Warner Brothers in uh, this uh, short? Do you think there were anything put into the short? <laughs> no, not really. I mean, from uh, I can't really see any because he went to but he went to work for them again after this. So okay. uh, yeah. I think he, he just took his crew with him anyway. Yeah, you know, we, we, which is Morris Noble and those guys. So, yeah. uh, so I, I think it it's up there with what up, what's up with Doc and Duck and Mark. I, I like it. It's, mm-hmm. it's, there's some really nice things in there, especially the lip sync on the Grinch. It's, uh, it's 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 really nice to look at, uh, and the story itself isn't a convoluted. It's 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 clean. it's a lot better than the stories we uh, we've seen so far in this marathon. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Quite far. And luckily, yeah. they had they had. I mean, Doctor Zeus was was writing and working closely with Chuck Jones on this. Yeah. So they they are good friends, and and Chuck Jones always wanted to make a film based on one of his stories or his books. So he yeah. had to con- he had to convince him. So uh, he ha- he almost had to let go and let Chuck Jones go with it. And, uh, mm-hmm. So you can see Chuck Jones's look in there, as well as the Doctor Zeus look, as well. So I think it's a really good mix. I think it, it works really well. Yeah, for me, this was uh, I, I I recognized the characters from Horton Hears Who because that was my first meeting with uh, Doctor Seuss's drawing. Oh right, yeah. You know, uh, being from uh, Norway and all. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, and I I found all the the. The, the visuals to be really refreshing and just visual candy I, I wrote down in my notebook. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and it's snappy and it's got a lot of extreme poses and stuff like we didn't find in the uh, the other reviews, we saw, yeah, the other yeah. movies we saw. 
and great and great gags like when he's going around yeah. the floor like a snake and uh, yeah, yeah and it's quite stylized uh, yeah. without being intrusive that uh, a lot of these movies when they stylize it uh, they go over the the edge and um it gets kind of ugly yeah Do you yeah. see what i mean yeah 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 definitely yeah I have one little grudge against this, and this is just uh, something that maybe because of uh, just bad judgments, judgment on the part of the people who did the re the, um, the reissue of this. I saw the 720p um, uh, Blu-ray issue of this uh, movie, and the, the colors were a little bit too uh, vibrant for me. Yeah. They really uh, outdid themselves in making the the Grinch greener than you know uh, yeah. anything you've ever seen. <laughs> it was quite extreme, so a bit too much. But I haven't seen the original, and I I, I wouldn't know how we actually wanted it. And Chuck Jones is not here to uh, tell no, us how no. he wanted it. So uh, yeah. No, I know. It's a sh- I wish I wish I knew what color he would be because I have the DVD version and. Uh, mm. He's quite yellow in that, but I, I've, I read up on notes that they a lot of people complained that he wasn't green enough. So it'd be mm. nice to go back to 1966 and uh, sit down and see it when it, it first came out. <laughs> he was probably blue. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Lost in translation. Yeah, black and white. <laughs> yeah. But, but uh, uh, yeah. we should probably talk a little bit about the story, because... Um, uh, we spent a lot of time talking about the story last time, and uh, really, uh, the the major flaw on the uh, the um, what was the when we saw the Rudolph uh, movie, yeah, the red nosed red nosed reindeer, um, was the the character uh, development and and how they they um, kind of ignored the characters. Yeah, yeah, they they took the characters for granted and they just uh, ignored it. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. But in this movie, it really works, except for maybe the Who's, I think, because they're kind of un- uninteresting as characters. This movie is just all about the Grinch, and the only uh, introduction to the Who's you really see is them dancing around and having fun, like the Smurfs yeah, and, yeah. <laughs> and uh, the little girl. And I thought we, we could have, um, they could have done just a few tweaks to that and maybe introduce them a bit more and talk more about them you know have them say some lines here and there as, as they as they did with the ron howard film with jim carrey oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they started putting up they made the i think they made the fatal flaw of giving him a backstory and uh a history mm. and then the you know he interacted with that town i think Mm. I think it works so strong because he just doesn't like Christmas, and that's his only problem. Yeah, I think and he's then, perfect in this mo- in this movie. But I think the Who's could have done with a little bit of a better better backstory, so we actually knew who they were if if you haven't read the books. And yeah, and they he cramps a lot of visual uh, gags into this movie and funny walks and uh, you know all the Chuck Jonesy stuff that you expect when you see a movie like this, but. Um, they could have done with a little bit, little bit less of that, and a little bit more of uh, character development in the beginning, and then for just for the who's, I, I, that's what I think. Yeah, yeah. It's if you because if you look at the film itself, it's it's about not being an individual. It's about conforming with society. I mean, that's yeah. what you you take from it. You become 
part of the machine. It's kind uh, of strange. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but then... Uh, yeah. And what is Christmas without the trees and the... The you know the all all, all the, the packages and everything. Yeah. Would there be a Christmas without all that stuff? Well, apparently there'd be lots of singing. Yeah, <laughs> in theory there there would be, but uh, it would be kind of a boring Christmas. Yeah, yeah, it would be. <laughs> the whole idea of Christmas is getting presents. Yeah, and the other thing I wanted wanted to to criticize just a little bit is uh, just the turning the turning point when he turns good. Yeah, I didn't really believe uh, that. The, it was just uh, too um, too sudden. He, he, he turned around too fast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, I think yeah, 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 I think so because in the book it works so well because it's 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 played out. It's all rhymed as they use mm -hmm. a lot of the original text from the book. So in the book you have the benefit of putting in your own story and. and But in this, he had to visualize it and animate it. So I, I think it was a difficult thing to do. But I, I think he, I think he just about pulled it off because of the the subject matter. It's just quite the whole. It's all quite one dimensional. He doesn't like Christmas, mm -hmm. and he realize, he thinks taking Christmas away from them will solve the end of Christmas. Mm -hmm. We don't know why he doesn't like Christmas, but then he realizes that he can't stop Christmas. Yeah. by taking away the trees and the presents. Uh, so I think it's... But it does turn it into sort of a one-dimensional story. Yeah, yeah. And I think... I think That's you just have thing. to... Yeah, I think, yeah, I, I think <laughs> so. I think just for, the, just for the concept. I mean, it, it couldn't work if he was a grumpy man, right, a human. So these Whovilles are, I suppose, uh, a symbol of uh, something else that we, we can't really relate to, but... <laughs> I don't know. See, okay. I know what you mean. It's difficult. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I, I definitely liked it. But I, I lost a little bit of interest after a while. Um, maybe I was taking too many notes, not watching the movie. It was only twenty minutes, twenty-five minutes. Yeah, uh, this yeah. is the shortest movie we've seen so far. Yeah, yeah. Um, next week we'll uh, make that up, uh, watching a sort of a a longer movie. We could watch uh, Ralph Bashi's Lord of the Rings. <laughs> yeah, but let's finish our uh, our Christmas marathon uh, first. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, um, where would you rank this out of the three movies we've seen so far? Oh, it's, it's it's at the top. I think. Oh, really? Yeah, I think I don't. It's difficult as a Christmassy film mm -hmm. out of the three that we've watched. Uh, I like Rudolph. I think Rudolph has got the most Christmas feel to it. But uh, as a film, I think The Grinch is is a more complete. Yeah. Uh, so, but I'll, I'll put it above Rudolph. But I think if you want to get in the Christmas spirit, maybe watch Rudolph. Yeah, I didn't get any Christmas spirit out of this. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> I'm still waiting for the Christmas spirit, and hopefully <laughs> we'll solve that next week. But yeah. uh, I, I'm putting this uh, in between uh, The Three Caballeros and uh, Mr. McGoo's Christmas Carol. All right. So I liked it, but it, it you know, it, it didn't really hit me in any way. I, yeah. Um, I think it lacked a little bit of story. It 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 did have a great story surrounding it, but I I think it would have made a better movie if if it was five minutes shorter. Yeah, I see. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. The point about the the character developments. 
But uh, yeah, we we should move on to the next um, subject. But before that, we'll talk about. We'll ju- I'm just going to mention that next week we'll, we're going to watch uh, Charlie Brown's Christmas, and that's yep. from 1965. Yeah, uh, directed by Bill Melendez and uh, written by uh, Charles M. Schulz. Yeah, that's right. Yes. Yeah, I'm looking so forward to that one. Yeah, I am too. I have actually watched this before. The first one I've. I have seen before <laughs> and uh, I enjoyed it. So uh, yeah. I, I won't say more than that. And I, it was actually probably 15 years since I saw it. So maybe I've changed, changed my mind. Yeah. And it would just be us two reviewing again as Morton's still in exile, isn't he? Yeah. He's still on the sofa Yeah. <laughs> next week. <laughs> so the only thing left is to round up this week's ACP. Giant th- thanks to uh, Will for uh, helping me out this week. No problem. Uh, we'll be back next week with animation-related news. Follow us, uh, follow us on Twitter, twitter.com forward slash ACP news. Important, uh, use the forward slash, not the, the, the backslash. I use forward slash. Yeah. Yeah. Perfect. <laughs> Just <laughs> making fun of you. Everyone yeah, okay. knows it's a forward slash. All oh, right. Uh, <laughs> And uh, please leave us a voicemail on Skype. Our username is Animation Conversation One Word. Remember to visit our swag shop. That's where you'll find your ACP shirts, mugs, and saucers. Yep, and send us your tips, feedback, or whatever comes into your mind. Feedback at animationconversation.com. And please read the show notes where we put all the links related to this week's show. Wow, Will. You did great. <laughs> <laughs> That's it for this week's Animation Conversation Weekly News. And until next time, have fun. And animate. (laughs) 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 Have a good one. Bye. (laughs) Bye. And the one and the two and the yabba-dabba-doo. Kids have heard of Flintstones, Space Ghost, and Scooby-Doo, and Yogi Bear and Jetsons, but have you heard of Shmoo? We'll sit right down and I'll tell you young gentlemen and ladies about cartoons we watched throughout the 70s and 80s. Hell, it's the Hair Bear Bunch! They're making their escape, took off with the banana spits along with a great big. Captain Caveman crashed the Herculoids cave without warning, it turned our brains to guacamole each Saturday morning. Hannah! And every laddie who's your oggy doggy daddy Hannah Barbera Hannah It's the Hannah Barbera Polka Yes, in 57, William Hannah and Joseph Barbera teamed up to create such classic shows as Frankenstein Jr. and the Impossibles The Amazing Chan and the Chan Clan And the ever-popular Partridge Family 2200 AD Hong Kong Fooey and Muttley were both nasty flying aces Meanwhile, Miss Pitstop and the Dukes were all in wacky races Wheelie and the Chopper Bunch held angels just for kids. Speed Buggy was a witness when Devin hit the skids. Dynamuts like Scooby-Doo if he was bulletproof. Then there's the funky phantom who was just a ghostly poof. Where'd their ideas come from? It never took too long. Before the pencils quick draw, they took their El Cabong. Hannah! Hannah! We tried to drown the Smurfs' torch, but they just evolved into snorts. Hannah! Hannah! It's the Hannah Barbera Polka! Yeah, he do, though.
three were ne'er in short supply, with one tiny exception being in Chai Private Eye. Just call Clue Club, baby jabber, jog to do the trick. A fish musician sounds like Curly stealing Rodney Schick. Some TV shows like Morgan Mitney turn to Stranger Things, like Gary Coleman as an angel trying to earn his wings. Laverne and Shirley joined the army simply for a lark. When they made a show with Fonzie, they finally jumped the shark. Hey, hello! Villain plotters, super Harlem globe trotters, Hanna Barbera, Hanna, it's the Hanna Barbera. Oh, I hate you, it's, it's the, the Hanna Barbera. It's the Hanna Barbera. It's the Hanna Barbera. Wake up, Monday, you're dreaming again. It's the Hanna Barbera. Meanwhile, with the whole justice, it's the Hanna Barbera. Wonder Twin Powers activate. It's the Hanna Barbera. Did you get that thing I sent you? It's the Hanna Barbera. Tune in next time for the Filmation Tango.